Welcome back to the Liberty Brothers, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I guess. Um, today we're going to discuss the Bill of Rights, how we got them, where they came from, all that fun stuff. I would like to apologize because it has been way too long since we put out a episode. Um, very disrespectful uh, on our parts, and we hope that you don't hate us. Uh, Reed and myself have found ourselves very, very busy with work, and um, he has a new addition to his family. Congratulations on that once again. <laughs> Thanks, brother. And uh, motorcycle season is just kicking off. So, yeah, we've we've been doing some stuff, but we're getting back into it right now. We're going to be going hard again. We got some new equipment. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier for us. It's a new recorder we got. Tested it out not too long ago. It sounds pretty good. I think, at least. It sounds very good. Um, but we're not here to discuss a recorder or motorcycles or the additions to the family or work. We are here to discuss the Constitution of the United States of America. Um, so, as I said, today we're just kicking it off with the Bill of Rights. And, yeah, why don't you, why don't you give us what you know about the Bill of Rights? Just a little, a little brief excerpt. A little bit of... A little bit of a backstory on the Bill of Rights. Okay, so the Bill of Rights wasn't actually a part of the original Constitution. Um, and in fact, it was it, it was it was borderline not even a thing. So if you want to read off the preamble, just quick. So the preamble of the or the preamble to the Bill of Rights goes like this. The conventions of a number of the states having the same time of their adopting the Constitution expressed a desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its power. That further declar declaratory and restrictive clauses should be added, and as the extending the ground of public confidence in the government will best ensure the benefit efficient ends of its institution <clears throat> resolved by the senate and house of representatives of the united states of america in congress assembled two-thirds of both houses concurring and the following articles be proposed by the proposed to the legislature excuse me of the several states as amendments to the constitution of the united states all or any of which articles, when ratified by three-fourths of the le said legislatures, be valid to all intents and purposes as parts of the Constitution. <clears throat> articles in addition to and the amendments of the, to the Constitution of the United States of America proposed by Congress and ratified, ratified by the legislatures of the several states pursuant of the fifth articles of the original Constitution. So that is the preamble. I apologize. I never learned how to read. <laughs> um, you had a good education, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so in there, that explains a little bit of why. Yeah, it says that um, they were worried about uh, rights being taken away from the people's. So they made the Bill of Rights to express that these rights shall not be taken away and are God-given for all um peoples so when the constitutional convention was going on there were two two different parties there were the federalists and the anti-federalists the federalists believed in a stronger more centralized government 
the anti-federalists believed in a in a more loosely uh, put together type of government, more similar to the Articles of Confederation, which obviously didn't work. So the the there there was an argument for the Bill of Rights. And then there was an argument against the Bill of Rights. So the Federalists didn't particularly like the idea of a Bill of Rights. They didn't like the idea of what they what they called enumerating those rights. They didn't like the Bill of Rights, not for the reason that I thought originally, because when I think of the word Federalist, I think of someone who is for all the power um, being in the federal government. However, they didn't like the Bill of Rights because they thought the Constitution already said all of the things that the Bill of Rights say now. Well, the, the Federalists didn't believe that having a Bill of Rights was necessary because they believed that the Constitution didn't grant the government the power to infringe on those rights that people were worried about. So they thought that if you list off a number of rights, then what happens to the other rights that aren't listed? That Wait, that's what that, they thought that if you enumerate them, then it will only be those, those rights. Yeah, those specific rights that you will have, and none others. You Even know, though all of the founding fathers recognized that there were more rights than just what they have in the Bill of Rights. That's actually why they have the, I believe it's the Ninth Amendment. Amendment number nine, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed or denied or disparaged, others retained by the people. That means that any other right that the people have cannot be taken away even if it's not listed in the bill of rights let's actually let's get into that really quick what other right because like when i think about rights that we have every day all i think about is the bill of rights um i mean obviously like we can have kids without government consent um i know that some countries have put restrictions on that for families in the past china yeah, well yeah that's china <laughs> that's the one that i'm thinking about but i can't like i can't personally think of any other rights like um the right to spend money was um actually uh that's based in the first amendment and that was a scotus case in i don't remember now but it has to do with um uh political spending money for their advertisements and all that jazz uh the right to transportation was upheld like five times between 1851 and 2015 mm-hmm. um but besides that like what else what else is there really besides like the right to your house and papers, the right to... What do, you, what, do you, what do you do that you believe shouldn't be taken away from you? <clears throat> oh, dude, drinking, actually. Drinking, yeah. Prohibition, that was a thing. Now, I mean, there's, there's a gray zone there because, I mean, people could make a, the same kind of argument for, like, meth and heroin and stuff. Well, like, no, you're absolutely right. If I'm, if I'm right. doing this and it's not hurting anybody, so why can't I do it? It's like, but, it, but it's, I mean, it is illegal. <laughs> Federally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some things that shouldn't be, though. My body, my choice. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh, 
Oh, hold on. So actually, I have a thing about that. Um, so these um vaccine uh, passport things. Yeah. Uh, constitutionally illegal. Yeah. Um, there is a clause. I don't know what. It's like U.S. Code twenty five uh, B or U.S. Code twenty five subsection three BBB. It basically states that anything that was given the emergency activation, like any medical stuff that was given emergency activation, is not required. Cannot be required until it's past clinicals all the way, which I, I don't know how long a clinical trial has to be, but it has to be a certain amount of people. Well, there's another thing. is Shouldn't that be your right? I, I think it should be your right, and I think that we're going to If you don't see, want to take a vaccine, shouldn't it be your right? Yeah, and I think that we're going to see another uh, Right to Transportation Act um, not act another right to transportation case SCOTUS case in the next uh, year I, or two. Yeah. Because I can't find it on the internet anymore. I was looking for it. There was some, there was a, uh, it was a SCOTUS case. I believe it was that, uh, or was it? It might not have been, but basically what, what the idea of this was once something is deemed a right, it can, you can no longer be criminally charged for it. I can't remember who said oh, that. Um, and I can't remember. No, in, we, in, we talked about that together and I found the SCOTUS case on that and I can't remember it either. So it was a SCOTUS case. Yes, that is the thing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> however, that doesn't stand for like felons. Cause that was the argument that I had. However, like if you're an everyday citizen and I mean like your state laws still, well, the Fourteenth Amendment. Think about the Fourteenth Amendment. You know, you, you every all your rights apply to you unless unless you do something to have those rights taken away. You can have rights taken away from you, and that's that's why felons can't have guns. Things like that. It's, a, it's called the due process of law. The Fourteenth Amendment. X I V that all everybody's rights apply to this at the state level, not just the federal, because that was a big issue. That's got a lot of sections. The 14th Amendment has five separate sections. Mm -hmm. It's a very important amendment, though. But Going back to just the Bill of Rights itself, a little bit of history on it. Um, like I had mentioned, Federalists, Anti-Federalists. So the Anti-Federalists were, were pushing for a Bill of Rights. And it became such an issue in the Constitutional Convention that there were certain people who didn't sign the Constitution because, of, because there wasn't a Bill of Rights included. The most the most famous for that is George Mason. Now, I've been telling you about, about George Mason, how I've been learning about him. Yeah, the guy sounds like a straight-up cowboy. <laughs> I mean, he... Uh, he didn't have any, like... What's called post-secondary schooling. Now, oh, so he didn't attend any colleges, He didn't go to university, college. He didn't do any of that. But uh, he was mentored by, I believe it was his uncle. Okay. And his uncle had like one of the largest libraries 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the state of Virginia. Yep. So, I mean, like, he just read all the time. So he learned so much just by reading. <clears throat> and during the Constitu- Constitutional Convention, he was actually one of the more senior members, I believe, second oldest. Really? Second oldest to Benjamin Franklin. Okay. So a lot of a lot of the founding fathers that you know about that you that you normally hear like Thomas Jefferson, uh George Washington, um you know, those those Alexander Hamilton, another one. Um they looked up to him. Even though he didn't have any schooling, like some like real schooling, he was never admitted to the bar, you know, to uh not not like the bar you go to drink, but <laughs> to be basically an attorney. It's the B-A-R, yeah. sir. The bar is where you go to the drink. The B-A-R is what... Uh, the act- B-A-R, yes. You can say it like that. You can you. call it the bar. People called it the bar. Yeah, I know. I just, you know. <clears throat> <laughs> but... Yeah, George Mason, he didn't sign the Constitution for that reason. And he's he's little known to, like, most of Americans. And it's sad because he was the the main idealist behind the Bill of Rights. Uh, yeah, but there's a university named after him. Yeah, how many people have heard that George university? George Mason University? Yeah, I... I I don't know, but have you heard about that before today? No. Yeah, uh, I learned about it from a little Google search. Yeah, right now. I want to learn more about the guy. I've got a book on him. It's like an autobiography on him. Yeah, he was um fifty-one years old and seventy-six. Yeah, so by time that yeah, he was a pretty constitutional old guy. convention was eighty seven. Yeah, yeah, eighty six, eighty seven. So he was sixty two or something, or sixty three maybe. Um, <clears throat> and so I mean, he he held offices in in Virginia, the state of Virginia. Yeah. And he authored the Virginia Declaration of Rights. Yes. And I believe that was 1776. Oh, and he had objections to the Constitution of Government in 87. Yeah. Opposing ratification. Mm-hmm. And the, when, when it came time to sign it, he didn't. And that actually drove a fork between him and George Washington. George Mason and George Washington were actually like really good friends before uh before the constitutional convention after the convention the, it, their their relationship was ruined. So George Mason George Mason is deemed one of the fathers of the Bill of Rights because of the Virginia Declaration of Rights. You're reading this off of an article? Yeah. What article is it? Uh the worst one. Can you guess? Wikipedia. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it says he was deemed a father uh, to the Bill of Rights because he wrote, or because he authored the Virginia Declaration of Rights, and that's what the Bill of Rights was based off of. That's where a lot of the rights were, were derived from, yes. 
I actually want to know more about the Declaration of Rights. It's going to look almost, it's going to look very, very similar to the, um, to the Bill of Rights. Really? Yes. I mean, it, it, it... <clears throat> but he, but not only that, he also coined terms that were used like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He coined that term. And he also, I mean, if you're reading the uh, Virginia Declaration of Rights right now, what does it sound like? Um, it's very power to the people. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like the Bill of Rights. It um, also sounds like the Declaration of Independence, doesn't it? It totally does, because uh, sections one through three talk about the relationship between the governed and the governed. Um, articles two and three are uh, all powers vested in and consequently derived from the people. He has a revolutionary clause in it. <laughs> yep. And and the reason that it sounds so similar is because Thomas Jefferson, the author of the Declaration of Independence, yeah, basically took that, took the ideas from it, and made the Declaration of Independence. He's, I mean, he's he's the original author, not not the author, but the idealist behind the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and he had a lot to do with with uh some some of the articles and some of the the clauses and phrases in the constitution itself he does not get enough credit for how much work he did yeah the the quality of all citizens or the equality of all citizens separations of power hmm. um <laughs> restrictions on the power of government declaring the government should not have the power to suspend or executing laws without consent of the representatives of the people. <laughs> so he was basically against executive orders. Yeah. Dude, this guy, I feel like he should have played a bigger role in the making of our country. I feel like we'd be in a better place right now. He didn't want to. Why? He was a family man. He could not stand being away from his family. That's, that's he was the opposite of Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Alexander Hamilton was a workaholic. Oh, yeah. And he George work. Mason was like, what's work? I'm going home to play with my kids. We're going to play stick and hoop. <laughs> like, <laughs> he loved hanging out with his family. He loved, uh, I mean, it's not like he didn't like work, but his work was his, uh, his uh, family plantations. The Mason family owned hundreds of thousands of acres of land in Virginia at one point. And he inherited it and he, he worked it. He, he loved it. He loved, he loved riding like horseback riding. This guy coined, um, no cruel and unusual punishment, no yep. baseless search and seizures, yep. uh, trial by jury, freedom of press, freedom of religion. Yep. Um, <clears throat> proper, natural, and safe defense of a free state. Second Amendment right there, essentially. This guy literally wrote the Bill of Rights, and he gets no credit for it. Yeah, no. James Madison gets the credit for it. That's James so, Madison was the was the primary author for the Bill of Rights. He's yeah, the one who wrote it into he, the Constitution. He rewrote this, though. That's all he did. 
Yeah. <laughs> he wrote this in a different order and said, I have something new. This is plagiarism. I should make a defamation case. And a little bit more about, about the, the Bill of Rights and the history when it, like, just back in the con, uh, Constitutional uh, Convention days, when they, when they were sending it to the states to get ratified, a lot of the states in that time would not ratify it unless they promised a Bill of Rights that would later be added to the Constitution. Really? So they said, we'll only do this if it happens this way? Yep. That is the only reason the Constitution got passed. Virginia was the last state to ratify it. Wow. But the founders who, who, uh, who... like signed the constitution and, and uh, you know, uh, presented it. They said that they would promise a bill of rights as long as the constitution was ratified as it was. So they're like, we need to get this constitution ratified right now so that we can start, you know, taxing, you know, b- creating a, uh, a revenue for, for the people, you know, f- for, um, the, the government duties. I love that we started a war over taxes. Literally the entire revolutionary war was overtaxing. Mm-hmm. About being overtaxed. And then they write a paper and they're like, gotta start taxes. <laughs> no, that is literally, that's, that's like the first thing they did. That's the first thing they did in their states was, was uh, start implementing taxes and, and tax codes and things like that. Everybody was everybody was focused on that when the Constitution finally got signed. The Bill of Rights was kind of put by the wayside. James Madison was the only one. I can't I can't say for sure. Okay, obviously I wasn't there, but as far as everything recorded, you've yes, read, yes, recordedly, James Madison was the only one to really really push the Bill of Rights through. When everybody else was focusing on on uh, implementing taxes, he was like, "We need to get this Bill of Rights in." Even though he opposed the Bill of Rights, he was one. He was one of the Federalists. He opposed the Bill of Rights. But you want to know why? Why? You want you want to know why he was pushing it so hard? I mean, yes. I I literally just said why Please. politics. What What do you mean? He, he was a good politician. Oh yeah. Uh, most of these guys were good politicians, mm-hmm. um, like with the exception of George Washington. He wasn't a great politician. He accepted that. He knew it. He was like, nah, man, I'll lead armies, but I don't want to be president twice. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't actually. <laughs> he didn't want to be president. He didn't even want to go to the Constitutional Convention. And then they asked him to serve another term and he was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the Bill of Rights just about wasn't a thing. That's pretty crazy because like, where do you think we'd be today if it wasn't? I feel like we would have a lot less than we do, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, let's talk about that for a little bit. Because their argument was that it's not necessary. But so like in our lifetime, we've we've witnessed, um, well, echo triggers aren't banned yet. Not yet. Um, but like bump stocks are. They're reversing that. I believe they reversed it. Uh, yeah, I did hear about that because 
Was that a SCOTUS thing? I think that was a SCOTUS thing. I think they reversed it. That's pretty awesome because I know a guy who's been 3D printing them for years. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. He's going to get rich quick. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I mean like, um, well, like all the, the court cases with Facebook, like Zuckerberg against, uh, Congress, the U.S. No, basically, because uh, they're trying to make um, like social media public utilities. Yes, because like that's uh, like where a, a lot of people get their news nowadays. They, anyway, yeah, they they're trying to say it's it's a uh, a necessity to life nowadays and an inalienable right for the peoples. A public accommodation. Yeah, because it's like the it's like the new the new digital town square. It literally is. Yeah. Because um, back back in the day, when you wanted to get the news, where did you go? The town square. You went to the town square. You'd That's either where... read about it on a board, or there'd be a kid throwing a newspaper at you, going, "Give me a nickel," or just or just shouting. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Screaming the bugle boys on the corners. Him. Yep. <clears throat> I want to go back to that. When I have kids, I'm going to tell them your job is to stand on this corner and yell news at people, and I will pay you twenty dollars a day to do so. <laughs> My kids will be looking fly in the new Air Force Ones, and people are going to be like, how'd you get those? And they're going to be like, extra, extra, read all about it. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, yeah, I feel like... I feel like SCOTUS wouldn't even be what SCOTUS is if we didn't have a Bill of Rights. Our country would probably be be in shambles right now. Not a lot of people know... I don't think it would have made it this far. No, no. I mean, the way the Declaration of Independence was was written, and how how essential that is to the founding of America. I mean, basically, in the Declaration of Independence, it says if government becomes destructive to these means, referring to the rights of the people, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Another another one that they really mentioned was property, because that life, liberty, and property was was uh, Sir William Blackstone's thing. And they derived a lot of their uh, their law, under, their understanding of law from Sir William Blackstone and other uh, judges from, from back even earlier than them. <clears throat> but life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, if the government becomes destructive to, that, to those ends, it is the right of the people to rise up. Throw out the government and then institute another one. I feel like it shouldn't just be a right. But just as I said with voting earlier, it should be a duty. Yeah, but nobody wants... No, Nowadays, that's not a thing. Nowadays, people don't think of their country and think, wow, I have this obligation to my country. Well, I think... So you see a lot of these... Um, well, I see a lot of these libertarians in social media and all that. And I follow a lot of them and like, I'm not going to bash on them at all, but I think a lot of them are constitutionalists and not libertarians. Um, just literally the constitution. And if we, if we just went off of the constitution and the bill of rights for laws and all the supporting documents that support that from, uh, 1775 to 2021, Everyone would be allowed a war galley. Everyone would be allowed an A-10 warthog. Everyone would be allowed to grow their marijuana. Um, And I don't think we'd be in a bad spot. But, like, 
and I think the 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 population of constitutionalists is increasing. Um, which is baffling to me because schools teach less and less about the Constitution every year, I feel like. But you also have to think where are kids getting a lot of their information? Uh, social media, the internet. Online. Dude, memes. On, yeah, online. Literally, I had this discussion last week. I've learned more from memes than I ever learned from a teacher in high school. Yeah. Which is baffling. Which 90% of my memes are like, uh, George Washington crossed the Delaware um, frozen on Christmas to kill a bunch of British guys in their sleep. <laughs> Hessians. They were Hessians. They were mercenaries is what they were. They killed them. They just killed them all. <laughs> yeah. Just, while, and, they, while they were drunk and sleeping. Yeah. yeah and he's just like, later like, losers get good pleb. <laughs> like, how many people know that? I, not that many, I think. And if Dude, they do, really, it's because we, of memes. We need we need to start like going around and actually like doing <clears throat> interviews like on the street, just random people. Like, I'm down. Like what? What's your Fourth Amendment right? Just just ask people. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good idea because um, I don't know the amendments in order. Um, pretty sure I could list off nine like. And I was literally just reading them two minutes ago. So I feel like that doesn't have anything to do with my my basis of knowledge, but my memory. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we didn't have the Bill of Rights today, I feel like America wouldn't even have lasted 130 years. No, probably not. Because um, Britain would have just been like, oh, they wrote a paper. <laughs> Let's go get them. <laughs> well, since we had the Bill of Rights, the British were like, oh, they wrote a paper and all of them have guns. <laughs> Because in Britain, not everyone was allowed a gun, even in the 1700s. Like, the lords and the hunting serfs were allowed guns. Like, that was it. Yeah. And, like, there's also some history on that. I mean, like, it's a cycle where in, like, Britain, right? They, they had, like, no guns. And then eventually there came to power some certain people that were like, everybody gets guns. And then uh, eventually it kept going, it swung the other way. And then they eventually started taking guns away from people and now they're not even allowed to have any. When in history have the people taken away guns ever been good? Except for Australia. I don't know what's going on with Australia, but they don't have any guns and it looks pretty freaking cool over there. They just smoke their pot and start drinking at 16 and ride around on mopeds and enjoy an opera house. <laughs> well, think about the, the population. I, I don't know anything about the population of Australia. Is it pretty small? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Compared to the United States population in any country, maybe other than like China or Russia. In, India. India. India has... A couple, a couple of those, those different countries. Most countries don't have nearly as many people as the United States. The United States is massive. <clears throat> I have some family friends that came over from, I believe it was England. And they were just baffled at how big the United States is. Oh, yeah. They would go from like state to state. And they're like, holy crap. <laughs> it took like... Delaware's seven, the size like, of England. What is Texas? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it took us seven hours to go from one end to the other of one state. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think a lot of they people- They just, they can't comprehend how big the United States is. I think a lot of people fail to remember that technically every state is sovereign. Is, is sovereign. We are the United States of America. And in the event of a tyrannical uprising of the United States federal government, <clears throat> each state has the ability to go, ha ha, ha ha, you're in danger. No. And then they can just break off as their own country and make alliances with other states and then fight against it. Every state is technically sovereign. We're just united under one federal government. Take that away. Texas has its own economy. California has its own economy. Minnesota has its own economy. Wisconsin. I, every state can be its own government. Mm -hmm. And technically is. We all have our own amendments. We all have our own state uh, legislature. We all have representatives. And every state has its own GDP. I mean, you, you don't see that in India or China or Russia or anywhere. I mean, I can I can honestly say the only other place that's like this, like my best guess would have to be like Canada or Mexico. Mexico has its own states and they all have their own um, representation. Canada Canada's probably the closest. Yep, Canada also has its own Except representation still, still for provinces. There's still a lot more socialist yeah. And their ideology and, uh, and legislation than the United States. Even though the U.S. is headed down that damn road. Just, there's, hold on. <clears throat> the city of Seattle, every um, resident of Seattle pays $2 on their utility bill every week or every month. And that $2 covers you ambulance fees. Oh, how nice that would be. Right? <laughs> So like that's a quote unquote like socialist, and I mean it's not exactly socialist. There's it's, it's a tax for a service that you may need. It's it's what you call a social safety net. That that word right there, that's something that I support. That's like a, a social safety socialist net. Yeah. view. So there's, and this is this is getting way off track and into a rabbit hole right <laughs> yeah, here. Because we started with the Bill of Rights, but now we're talking about social safety nets and and the duty of the government. So the the government. The idea behind a government is to protect the people and protect the rights of the rights of the people, right? That's what a government is. Yeah. So the government then has duties. They have the duty to provide for defense, the common defense. So they, you know, military police, that kind of thing. And should it come to uh, come to fruition that you know. People need, like, nobody can pay for ambulance rides. Well, maybe we should allocate some of this money going to, like, illegal immigrants to uh, ambulance rides for citizens. Or how about this? Take some of that money. And this is something, you know, I, I, was, just, I was just talking to my girlfriend about. I would not be opposed to, instead of providing so many tax dollars to these immigrants coming in and all of these other things that don't really matter. Not saying that it doesn't matter. I'm not trying to say that people don't matter. I'm just saying that instead of supporting people who aren't even citizens, we should start supporting the people that are. We just had a kid, right? 
we have what would have been like a $20,000 hospital bill. Mm -hmm. And we still have to pay some of that. I think, and I would be for providing mothers who can't pay, you know, certain, you know, like a wage to stay with their kid for like a month or two or something like that. Or... You mean maternity leave, paid maternity leave. Yes, but... Yeah. But helped by tax dollars and not... The company. Not the company they work for. So there are Or maybe a reim- reimbursement. Yeah, there are yes, governments there are. that do that. And, and uh, what what is it? But, Switzerland, I think? Yeah, Switzerland. I think Switzerland does uh, that. Finland. Uh, I think the UK does it. France does it. A lot of European Union countries do that. Um, but again, the problem with that is the population. And I don't know how much of the population doesn't want to reproduce, but they would just opt against paying that. And that's fine. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Taxation with representation. I don't want to pay for that. Okay, what uh, what are you going to pay for that? Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing? Wouldn't that be a beautiful <laughs> what, what are you What thing? are you going to pay for that? You don't have to pay for that. Roads, man. I'm going to pay for the roads. (laughs) Everybody wants to pay for roads. I actually feel like that should have been in the Bill of Rights as taxation with representation. Like that specifically should have been in the Bill of Rights. There were about 200 amendments proposed by the states. For that specific thing? No, just in total. Oh, really? There were, there were, it was close to, or I believe more than, to be honest, I think it was more than 200 Amendments proposed to be in the Bill of Rights. And they accepted 10. Congress passed 12. The states ratified 10. What were the other two? So what the first one would have. The first one was. uh, That Congress can't. You know, it had to do with the, the wages of Congress. Congress not being able to. So you're saying Congress back in 1790s was also shifty. Well, they just wanted to make sure that Congress wasn't going to readjust their pay when uh, when they were in session or something like that. But that was that was the original First Amendment. So your First Amendment now would have been the second if that one had been ratified. And the third, because the First Amendment is supposed to be two separate amendments. It was two separate ideas that were kind of squished into one. Yeah. They just they just didn't want to have to It was more convenient for them when they were writing the Bill of Rights to write it to, together. To put it together and then make it one amendment. Either way, the Bill of Rights and this is something that everybody needs to understand. The Bill of Rights is not something for the the states or a collective group of people. The Bill of Rights was, is, and always will be for the individual citizen of the United States. It wasn't written so that the states have rights, okay? No, I know it that was they're written for the people. Yes. Yes. And that's what it... There's an, argu- there's an argument that some people make that, and it's, it's, it's common with, uh, with the Second Amendment... Oh, yeah, for a state National Guard. 
they believe it's a state right, yeah, not an individual right. Well, that's that's not that's not correct. I could have swore there was an amendment that actually had the word individual in it. Um. No, every single one is the people. I could have swore there was one that had the individual. The right of the people. Yeah. It's not... The Bill of Rights was not written... For states. No, it was written for states for or a people. collective group of people. It was written for each individual person. Each individual person has these rights. And these rights, it was a consensus of the founding fathers that these rights were not granted by government. These rights pre-existed government. That's another thing that people don't understand is the government doesn't give you your rights. You have your rights. And the you were born, there. so you have rights. Yeah. The government didn't give them to you. It's the government's job to protect them. That's what the Bill of Rights is about. Well, that, uh... that's, that's something that, that George Mason really, really pushed. And he was, like I said, he was so passionate about the rights of people that he didn't sign the Constitution that he spent so much time helping write. He didn't sign it. I don't remember who it was, but I think it was one of Benjamin Franklin's friend who was a, um, uh, a trader, like overseas trader. And he had a war galley to protect his goods ship. And he sent a letter to whichever American congressman or politician or whatever it was. He sent a letter to them and he said, hey, I understand you've written these rights and I, I recognize myself as one of the citizens of your country. I just want to make sure it's okay that I'm keeping my war galley and if you have a problem with it, we can start another war. And uh, whoever the politician was said, yeah, that's your God-given right to have a war galley. Why are you asking? You need to protect yourself. I just want to know where that sentiment is today. Why can't I have a ship with 12 cans cannons on it? What's what's the problem? Administrative state. Please define. So I believe it was FDR. During his presidency, he passed, he passed legislation based on progressive ideas. So, and I, I believe that's, that's when you, uh, you started to get like the EPA making laws, the um, the FDA, the say OSHA. 
the administrative state. My body, my choice. If I don't want to wear a hard hat, I shouldn't have to. <clears throat> Not according to OSHA. <laughs> I'm aware. Once that started to, uh, once that started to take place, and you know all these progressive type laws started to come into place, that's when, that's when things started to really go downhill. Is that really? I just, yeah, downhill is where it's gone. We are downhill. We're not quite at the bottom yet, but we're getting close. Yeah. Maybe like three more communists and then we'll be there. Yeah. I mean like in office. I don't just mean like overall, just like in office. Well, you got Biden. You know Kamala Harris is going to take over relatively soon. So that's two. Yeah, but how can... <laughs> how can a gender dysphoric obese person um, with poor dental health be our medical professional that tells us about COVID. I know Fauci is like scary Dr. Death, but like at least he's healthy as a person. So like when he was telling us about all this, like there was an argument. And then he's sound stupid too. He <clears throat> makes himself sound stupid. Yeah, but he didn't wear a dress. <laughs> Gender dysphoria, yeah, was a disease. I for no, a hundred years, it still is. I, I I believe it still is. But they don't view it as one. Yeah, but you know, you just because you don't view this table as a table and you view it as a rocket ship, does that make it a rocket ship? Oh no, I get the argument you're making, and it's not against me. I understand. Um, yeah, no, it's it's. It's the argument for reality. You know, folks, I think that's all we have for the Bill of Rights today. <laughs> well, for the introduction, anyhow. I mean, basically, yeah. it the Bill of Rights was a very controversial issue. That wasn't supposed to be a thing. According, according to the Federalists. Correct. Because they thought it was already covered. They thought that the Constitution was sufficient to protect the rights of the people because it didn't grant the government the power to infringe on those rights. However, thank God the Bill of Rights became a thing because if not, I, I feel like America wouldn't have survived 130 years. Yeah, we wouldn't be the United States of America. We'd probably be like the... Communist state of Russia. Or China. Or uh, the UK. One of them. They might still have kings over there if we didn't win. Yeah, but... <clears throat> It was argued. Eventually, the states said, if, if you don't promise this, we're not going to ratify the Constitution. James Madison, primary author. Bill of Rights was introduced in, was it 1789? And it was... I believe it was ratified in 1791, December 15th, yeah. 1791. Yeah. You know, your your history, very, very good. Like, bothers me good. Um, but yeah, you're, 
December 15th, 91, September 25th, 89. I knew it was in September. I didn't, I didn't remember the day. Um, <clears throat> that's when it was introduced anyhow. Passed by Congress on the 25th. Was it passed by Congress yes. then? I don't know when it was introduced. No, no, it was introduced earlier that year though. Yeah. Um, but it was ratified December 15th of 91. And here's another little tidbit. When it passed, it was it was a like a like a common knowledge thing for the people of the United States. They just all knew. They're like, we have a bill of rights now. They they didn't just know that they had a bill of rights. They knew what each of them were. They could cite them from memory. And they knew what each of them meant. Ask yourselves, ask your children, ask your parents, your grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends, strangers to recite the Bill of Rights. And if they can't, slap them on the back of the head and tell them to get educated. Cause it's not that hard. Bill of Rights isn't very, very long. It's not a very long document. It, it, it's literally not. And it's literally every right that you're granted by God as or by whatever powers you believe in as an American citizen. That's another thing. It's only granted to citizens. <laughs> <laughs> well, the idea is it's granted to everyone, but it's protected by the U.S. government for the citizens. <clears throat> yeah, I just... If you want our rights, join our country. The proper way. The proper way. And even if you come over here illegally and work for like 15 years, you're like putting into the economy, working hard, building, whatever you're doing. Um, Dude, just, just marry an American chick, get your green card that way, become a citizen that way, and then divorce her. It's fine. <laughs> Start paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all we have for today. Um, I'm really hoping we can get another episode recorded uh, not in seven weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, we're definitely going to have a couple episodes out here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, we're just going to follow the, the bill of rights and go down the line and discuss each one now for a little bit. And then we'll, yeah, next one we're going to get into, I mean, we, we could probably cover a couple of amendments per, uh, per episode, but the first amendment, has like 295 supporting documents. Yeah. I feel like that warrants its own episode. It might, yeah. You do an episode on the first and the second, and then like, you know, third, no quartering, fourth, legal search and seizure. I mean, there's been a lot on that too. I mean, like three, four, five, six, and seven, and all can be one episode. Yeah. One, gonna be its own. Two, probably gonna be its own. Nine, gonna be its own. 10 powers the powers not vested into congress or the federal government is reserved for the states or the people respectively that's what the 10th is almost word for word <laughs> almost okay folks that's all thanks for listening have a good one and just get educated. <laughs>